tray. They turned the lights off on us. I know. That's how late it was. I don't think I've ever – I've been there so many times playing, watching games, reporting games, whatever. I don't think I've ever been there that late and to the point where they turned the lights off. I know. I know. You are your conference champions! Once again, welcome to What You're Talking About. We are here live from the studio. Boy, we have a lot to talk about today, Trey. We have a lot to talk about. Let's talk about last night's game. Obviously, a late night game and... uh, Sun Devils lost 5-2 to Maryville. There's a lot to take away, I feel like, from this game. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and take it away? Yeah, sure. So you talked about the late night. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and this might seem a little harsh, but ASU played like they were asleep because they had so many defensive lapses, so many turnovers that Maryville pounced on, and as a result, ASU uh, got their butts kicked by a score of 5-2. So... Uh, it, the the scoreboard does it justice, which was we saw this in period number two. Once again, too many defensive lapses, too many mental mistakes, and as a result, you said you wanted a different outcome uh, and you wanted to avenge what happened at the national tournament. Well, lo and behold, the outcome did change, but not for the better. Yeah, it was a rough one, and after a couple hours of rethinking it uh there i have a lot to say about this game um let's start off with who scored for asu ellie mckenna and Haley martin scored the two lone goals for asu what did you think about these two goals and did you expect them to come from these two players well ellie yes Haley, not so much but uh i did pick Haley going into the season as to be an x-factor caliber player just because I think she's a good grinder. I think she uh, definitely knows how to work the corner. She knows how to play somewhat physical. I just said you want to tone down the physicality just a tad bit because she did spend a lot of time in the penalty box. But I think we're expecting a big scoring productive season Excuse me, from Ellie McKenna and the fact that she scored the first goal of the 2023-2024 season for ASU officially because obviously ASU did play a couple scrimmages against the Kachinas. I think uh, it definitely sets the tone for that. But in terms of their meaning, it was more of just to have some sort of positive takeaway going into your next matchup. I mean, it's not like football where you're where you got to wait like a whole week before your next game. These two teams are going to be added in less than 24 hours and less than 12 hours, less than 12 hours. In fact, and, (laughs) you know, we're going to be on the call for it. So Mm -hmm. we talked about the late night start 915 and uh, ASU played like they were asleep. But at the end of the day, uh, I even said it on air when I was doing the radio broadcast alongside with Lachlan McTagg, which was shout out ASU just needed something, just some sort of positive takeaway to go into their next matchup. And they were able to score on abs- on an absolute bedlam goal from Haley Martin because it mm-hmm. was an, it was like a cluster mess on the uh, blue paint in front of the netminder Kadran. Uh, for uh for for Maryville. So, once again, able to bat it in, find the back of the net. So, that's I guess a tiny bit of momentum that ASU can use going into their next matchup, which is against the Maryville Saints, but yeah, I mean, not too much meaning, just more of just make sh- making sure you don't get shut out and just 
getting some sort of momentum to go your way. So let me ask you this, Trey. Do you want to start with the negatives or the positives for ASU for this game? Well, since we discussed their goals, I guess let's uh, keep the train going and talk about some positive uh, aspects. So in, from my opinion, there aren't that many positive aspects. So uh, I'm curious to hear, hear your thoughts because – I know you you definitely do some writing and you see no. it. Yeah, yeah, I pay attention now and again, but I'm 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 messing with you. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm curious to hear what your perspective was like because I shared my perspective. What, what what did you think of the game in general? Well, if you look at this game, and like I said, I spent a couple hours marinating over the game. Spoke a lot to uh, Billy Wannenberger. Shout out, Mr. Media Guy on the team. Um, hmm. And I really thought about it. And if you really think about it, ASU actually had a pretty decent 55 minutes of play. The problem is, to win a game, you have to win 60 minutes. They won 55 minutes or did decent in 55 minutes. The problem was the four goals in the five-minute span in the start of the second period where – just everything went off the rails. Carson Hellman did not play good. I am bold enough to say that this was by far Carson Hellman's worst game as a Sun Devil. Uh, four straight goals in under five minutes. That was not good. Some of them weren't on Carson, but some of them were. And that was because of poor positioning. And it's very interesting to see that because we haven't seen that side of Carson Hellman. The last time we saw Carson, she was – doing really good nationals and she had an above 900 save percentage in those national playoffs it's uh it's interesting um because i also thought the defense was not the great uh not the best i prefer i mean i won't i won't list any names but yeah there were a lot of defensive lapses from certain players that i don't expect that from so i don't want to call anyone out on this show we try to keep it very positive and uplifting but let's face it chase uh those defensive turnovers or just not handling the puck all that well it came from players that should not be making those types of mistakes especially against a team you're trying to get vengeance on yeah and i mean i know we're trying to focus on the positives for a brief second yeah i I apologize no you're all good don't don't mention it um but there were a lot of mistakes and the four goals in five minutes like we can't avoid talking about that. Yes, there was that uh, one goal in the third period by Maryville, but, you know, it, it happens. And But what doesn't happen is four goals in five minutes. That was that was not good at all. And poor defensive play. I'd, I want to talk about some players that actually impressed me real quick because this was a first game for a lot of the Sun Devils. Um, I'm going to start off with the defensive pairing of Maddie Platson and Hannah Coons. I thought – by far, those two players were the best on the ice. Um, I thought their specific defensive pairing didn't make any mistakes. I really liked Platson's game. She had a lot of chances um, all throughout the game, and I was really impressed by her. Um, I think for her first game, Hannah Coons did really well. I think I can sort of say the same for Mia Jarvis. There were a couple issues, but I thought she had a decent game as well. Um, the line that really impressed me, though, was the Paige Ring, Anita Fleming, and Ellie McKenna line. And to me, that was honestly the only line that did really anything 
in the game. I mean, I mean, I saw the Sydney Polson Sam Murphy pairing. I, I know it wasn't at what we expected, but still, you 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 can't uh, deny that they had really good speed and that they were trying to compete and trying to like get full grasp of the puck and trying to tire out Maryville. It just didn't work, but. I just wanted to throw that in there. I thought the yeah. – I, I don't know who the leader of that line is, but I'll presume it's Sam Murphy. But uh, that Sam Murphy line, honestly, uh, it, it turned my head a little bit. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Well, it's it's interesting because, honestly, for me, I wasn't too impressed with that line. And hmm. I hate to say it because this was a line that was hyped up way before – the preseason game, and I understand. Like sometimes we have to bite back on the hype. Yeah, I'm. Uh, but don't mean to interrupt you. So, sure. yeah, uh, Brianne Powell, Sam Murphy, Sidney Paulson, top line for ASU started the game. In fact, Lachlan McTagg even warned uh, Brianne to like slow down just a little bit more because she's coming in full she's force, fast. She is incredibly fl- fast, but you don't want to run the risk of like having all that momentum running into someone and getting yourself into some hot water, which I think is a bit of a stretch, but I get what Lachlan was just trying to yeah. say, which was Brienne has a lot of energy, a lot of speed. Now how do you control it a little bit more? Well, I think Bree, honestly, out of the three of them, had the best game. I didn't think Sydney was too She got noticeable. a penalty. Exactly. Yeah. And too noticeable besides the penalty. And Sam Murphy almost went out with an injury. She was off the bench for a second. Yeah, what was her wrist? What, wasn't she the one who got knocked into the boards uh, shortly after Logan Satara had a big hit on Maryville? I thought that it was retali- might have been. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was like a retaliation move by Maryville. But, uh, uh, I don't really know. We thought she re-injured the same wrist that she uh, injured before, um, and fortunately for the Sun Devils, she didn't injure her wrist. Um, but that could have been way worse. And thank God that she didn't injure her wrist for Sun Devil fans because it would have been probably the worst scenario possible if she had injured her wrist, ASU lost like this, and just all of that. But there is something there. And real quickly before we get into the negatives, I do want to mention Maddie Messenbrick because I actually thought Her skating had- is has taken leaps and bounds of improvement. She's making moves that I was like, mm-hmm. where was this last year? Like, her edge work is incredible. She was impressive yesterday. And I think besides Maddie Platson, I think she had the best game out of anyone on that team. I was just very, very impressed by Maddie Messenbrink. And the two Maddies, uh, I thought, really had a strong, strong game. I think Platson's trying to add an offensive game to her repertoire because last year we thought of her more as a stay-at-home defenseman oh, yeah. alongside with Flo Odd because they wouldn't generate a lot of points, but it seems like Platson is just trying to elevate her game just a tad bit more. Yeah, I mean, she scored, I believe, 14 points before uh, in the 2021-2022 season, and then last year dipped a little bit, but most of the defensemen on this team did, like Berkeley Radcliffe, who dipped from 17 points. Um, let's start talking about some negatives. And I'm going to read this quote um, to kind of lead our way into here. Quote, I think we played a great 55 minutes of hockey. We outshot them, and unfortunately for five minutes of the game, we collapsed our structure, and unfortunately the scoreboard showed our flaws. End quote. That is from head coach Lindsay Ellis after last night's loss. Trey, what's, what's the biggest negative for you? 
from this game. Biggest negative was that second period, the that few minute uh, span, because you know I know we want to be positive and just say like, well, they could have won this game had they played a better five minutes. Well, I don't really look at it from that perspective. It's just like you lost the game and you lost badly. You know, there's no there's no avoiding it. It was a it, it it was a dominating effort from Maryville, especially in that second period. But the first period was really good, and it seemed like the Sun Devils were able to improve a little bit in the final period of regulation. But you can't be saying like, oh, we just had a few uh, minute uh, span in which we didn't play good. You can't use that excuse if you're trying to be a highly ranked uh, uh, team in the ACHA and you're trying to garner more respect. you got to be able to play a good full 60. And, and you're talking about how you want revenge on Maryville. It, the time has not healed the wound. Your pain is still there. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It seemed like Maryville – uh, has improved a little bit, and they're looking to say it wasn't a fluke. You didn't deserve to win, so how do you respond to that? So mm-hmm. my thing is, is like, look, I, I, I know you probably did not have a good few minutes span, but the fact of the matter is you still lost. So absolutely, that's my that's my main takeaway, which is like I know we want to l- look at the entire game in general, but it's just those few minutes in the game, those few defensive lapses, those goals that I'm sure Hellman would like to have back, those minuscule things. Which, by the way, I hope she did not listen to uh, uh, last week's episode with Bree <laughs> and Sam. L- let me. I'll just go out on a limb and say that's. Go uh, ahead and confess. No, I no no no. no, no, no. <laughs> I I don't I don't need the team coming after me, even though I. Don't believe in dumb superstitions. They already but, have your voice over the, their intro. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about. We'll probably talk about that later or next week. But anyway, <laughs> digressing, digressing a little bit. Um, yeah, I know it, it's those few minutes that can hurt you a little bit, but you know, it's just I that can't be an excuse in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with that. And like you know, I thought the. First period was really, really good. I mean, they came out kind of slow, but then they kind of went back into it. And, you know, finishing off the game, ASU led in shots. This was a game that, that ASU— That's what surprised me, too. Like, they had, like, 40-plus shots. And it wasn't close. On uh, Kadran. It wasn't close. They had around double the shots that Maryville had. But, again, it's all about those five minutes. And that's what everyone on the team— really hyped on the defense uh, defensive lapses and the goaltending errors in those first five minutes of the second period lost that game for them there was no coming back from that as soon as maryville scored that fourth goal i think it was over yeah um yeah i i said it on air too uh, i was just like the chance of asu having a miraculous comeback out the door now yeah unfortunately they aren't uh i don't think they they could have done that because i thought kadrin was playing not even incredible, but good enough. Um, and you know the suckiest part about all this for the team, Trey? What's up? This was probably their biggest crowd that I've seen. Oh yeah, we saw the Iceplex. we saw the uh, men's D one team uh, of ASU coming out to support. So it's nice to see that you know hockey yeah. community because. Honestly, that did surprise me too, Chase, because this was a 9.15 start time. So oh, I remember running uh, a, a brief segment on, on Cronkite News about this. And when I told uh, the directors the start time, they're like, are you sure that's correct? And I'm like, I could, <laughs> I could tell you for 100% certainty, it is a 9.15 uh, p.m. puck drop. And they're like, why is it so late? And I'm just like, 
well, you know, ice time is a little scarce nowadays. Ice time sucks. There. Now that Oceanside Ice Arena is gone, that's one less venue you have because despite ASU moving to the Iceplex, the ACHA teams, the, like the, the other men's ACHA teams, they still remained at Oceanside for uh, a brief while. So it was just a little – it's just a little hard to get some consistent ice time, especially when you have to have a revolving door with a lot of teams, even the NCAA men's. But – uh, digressing a little bit, it the crowd was just insane. I love the electric atmosphere, and they stuck to it. They they stuck around despite yeah. ASU. Uh, it, it was letting looking, in those four goals. Yeah, 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 looking grim for them. Yeah, exactly. And real quickly on ice time, like there was no way they could have avoided this because of all the other teams and people using the ice and i mean if you look around arizona there's not a lot of ice around tempe besides the mullet and the iceplex ice you have az ice arcadia which honestly if i could i would use some words about that uh rink because it is garbage that ice is garbage also do you do you you want gcu coming at uh, at us now well uh, that's not their fault i'm not critiquing gcu i'm critiquing the ice there the ice there is absolutely awful and any player that plays on the ice can agree and i'll say the same thing for oceanside the oceanside ice was terrible and there's a reason why it's no longer there um but the same thing can be said about az ice arcadia and that is no disrespect to gcu because i would say the same thing about oceanside if the asu uh hockey team was still playing there so that's no disrespect uh but even off off that the only other ice rinks you really have like around 10, 15 minutes as Chandler ice. And I believe they have two sheets of ice. And then you have Scottsdale all the way out in like the furthest, furthest part of Scottsdale. And they have all the coyote stuff going on. So that's hard. But um, back to the main point, like it was an electric crowd, as you mentioned, Trey. And it's very disappointing what uh, ASU, you know, kind of put on the ice for those five minutes. And we keep touching on that five minutes, but that really was the whole story of the game, the five minutes. And I'm sure uh, Coach Lindsay Ellis really wants to take those five minutes back. And I'm sure those were some of her worst five minutes as the head coach of this team. Uh, I think Liberty was a little worse. Well, the thing about Liberty is that no one was expecting ASU to win. No, they didn't even expect to win themselves. This one – I felt like there was a great chance that ASU would win because if you look at Nationals and their play against Maryville in Nationals, they were close. It was a 2-0 game, but arguably ASU was keeping up with Maryville. And in this game, ASU was keeping up with Maryville. You saw in the shots, but it's just those five minutes. And this was a team that ASU honestly could have beaten, which is why it's probably worse than Liberty because no no offense to ASU, but Liberty is just so – whole nother beast um five years of covering acha women's d1 hockey and that liberty team is still dominant yeah it's incredible uh before we dive into uh today's game uh against maryville game two number maryville let's ask trey a question trey what time did you get home last night (laughs) Uh, I'd say I lost track of time, maybe close to midnight. Luckily, I live five minutes away from the rink, so it's not too bad, but still not ideal. Why? What about you? One thirty. Wait, where'd you go? Ah, <laughs> uh, I went. I went out to dinner after uh, with Billy. We were just talking about the game. Um, and I was coming up with, you know, where was my invite? Stories. Well, you're always welcome, but you. I think you were gone by the time. Uh, 
Philly and I were talking about. And what it. was open lit that late? Uh, Whataburger. We went to Whataburger because oh. that's Billy's favorite place. Well, his name sounds similar to it. Also, we got that free Whataburger. From oh, the yeah, ASU. from the football game. Okay. Shout out ASU football for hooking us up with something. Um, yeah, because they, they don't put out a good product on the field, so they got to make it to, uh, it up to us somehow. At least that game was interesting. But uh, I digress, and then, you know, stayed up and wrote the story, uh, which you can now find on chasebeardsley.com. Um, so go, go ahead and check out that recap. I dive more into my thoughts on this game. But let's talk about today's game. Game two versus Maryville. What are you expecting from both teams? Well, I'm expecting Maryville to ride that hot momentum going into uh, this second game. I think for ASU, you got to switch it up just a little bit. So I was honestly surprised that Sophie Fossil was yes. was scratched. Because, I was about to mention that, yes. Because it's just like she had a good showing during the preseason. I, I, I don't understand why she was scratched. I don't know who you would take out in favor of her, but that honestly surprised me just a little bit. So – I think you have to put her into the game, maybe entertain the fact of maybe putting Quinn in between the pipes. Yes. Because the thing is, is like, and I'm not trying to, you know, downgrade Carson in any which sort of way, but usually when a goalie has a bad outing, it takes them a while to like get over it, especially when you're playing back to back. So I don't want uh, Carson to be, you know, flustered a little bit going into game number two, because I'm sure ASU would like to get their first win of the season, get it out the way. So if I'm Lindsey Ellis, a couple players that did not play yesterday, I would entertain the fact of giving Quinn Eatinger a chance and then putting Sophie Fossil back into the lineup. I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, last night, we had our first iteration of the lineups that I actually posted on Twitter, and it had Sophie Fossil in. And then 10 minutes after... It was announced that Amanda Benson is now in, in the game instead of Sophie Fossil, which I, I thought was a huge mistake because I thought Fossil played incredible defensively during the preseason. She was a physical presence that was much needed during this whole game. And honestly, I, I don't know how you don't put Sophie Fossil into the game because honestly, that was by far the worst pairing of the night no offense to these players, but Berkeley Radcliffe and Amanda Benson, I just did not like that pairing. I don't think they were that fantastic. I thought Berkeley made some smart defensive plays on by herself. I thought Benson, you know, had a decent game, but I wasn't impressed like her by her like Fossil. And that is again, we are not disrespecting any of the players. We are just speaking the facts and what we feel like needs to happen and going on to what you said about Quinn Quinn has grown tremendously over the offseason and Trey mentioned Maddie and Messenbrink and how she has improved over the offseason Quinn I feel like is one of the most improved players over the offseason as well worked every day worked hard in Chicago training for this and you know I think now more than ever, you cannot start Carson every single game. You need to give her rest, and especially after this, I'm going to say it, humiliating loss. I I know uh, Coach Lindsay Ellis is going to put Hellman in the game, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, look, ASU, they're looking for a win, and Quinn only appeared in one game. But it was a shutout against the University of Denver. So yeah, but Denver was kind of trash. Okay, yeah, but still, it's just like you got you got to give Quinn some reps sooner or later. Am, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And I think Quinn, bold take here maybe, I think Quinn starts in the next three games. Next three games. Once in the next three games. Oh, no, once in the, no, one, not oh. the next three games. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Once I was about in the to say that, that that ain't a bold take. That's a that's a uh, burning, that's a, burning <laughs> that's hot a, take. That's a burning wildfire take right there. No, uh, I think Quinn starts once in the next three games. Okay, make okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I don't think you switch anyone in the forward group because uh, I'm looking up and down the lineup. Again, I really love that Ellie McKenna line with Fleming and Ring. Fleming actually. We haven't mentioned it. She got her first point as a Sun Devil. Congratulations. Yeah, Fleming looked uh, pretty decent out there. I, I liked uh, – That whole line looks pretty good. Yeah, it seemed like her teammates had a lot of trust in passing her the puck. And, you know, she tried to get off and running, but unfortunately Maryville just played good defense. Absolutely. Um, I thought the Messenbrink line was decent. Um, Maddie herself I thought was incredible, but the other two players, yeah, they were fun. On the last line, I didn't really see a lot of Logan Satura in that game. I, was... I saw her towards the end of the game because she was making some plays, let's just say, kind of forced the PA announcer to say her name, uh, like, you know, penalties. Yeah, but I didn't really see her, and that's disappointing after the preseason she had and obviously the playoffs before we've talked about it. Haley Martin obviously scored the goal. Um, I thought she was actually pretty good in this game. I didn't see a lot of Evelyn Olsen, and I didn't see a lot of Evan Copton. And then we already talked about that top line. I th- I think you roll the same lineup. You just switch the defensive pairings. And I think the only defensive pairing you switch up is that Berkeley-Radcliffe pairing because I think you should really put Sophie Fossil in. And I know sometimes they play a 7th in. Why not throw Benson in there? That's what they had before, actually. Uh, they had... Uh, one of the lineups because they switched the lineup so many times before we got the finalized one last uh, last night. It was insane. I think one of the iterations they did have Benson as a seventh uh, defenseman, and they had Emma Compton sitting. Um, look, I think I, I just think you make a change there and you put Fossil in, and I think you roll with that. And I don't know if you start Quinn. I think you start Quinn next three games, as I mentioned, but. Something needs to change there. Eva Carson needs to sharpen up for this game and, you know, bounce back or Quinn needs to take over. And that's my honest take about this. Yeah, I mean, you got to switch it up if you actually want to beat Maryville. That's all I'm going to say. So, Trey, as as we've mentioned countless times on the show, we always do predictions. Let me hear your predictions for today's game against Maryville at a reasonable time this time. 6.55. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about going to the rink less than 12 hours ago, especially after the long night. But Trey, they turned the lights off on us. I know. That's how late it was. I don't think I've ever – I've been there so many times playing, watching games, reporting games, whatever. I don't think I've ever been there that late and to the point where they turned the lights off on I know, us. I know. And now we got to go back in less than, <laughs> less than 24 hours. No, less than 12 hours like you mentioned. But that's neither here or there. Um – we don't have any players in the studio, right? Uh, no, I'm, you're you're all good. You okay, can make okay. All the let me you can. Let, let me give my honest opinion. <laughs> Maryville a lot, ASU not wow. a lot. Wow. I just don't think ASU is ready for the time being. They 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 have some kinks that they need to work out, 
And if last night was any indicator, they still have a long way to go before they want to be like one of the more consistent nationally ranked teams to earn that respect. So I'm going to my honest, brutally response is ASU less Maryville a lot. Wow. 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 Um, and no one's going to look, no one's going to hear back on this. Well, I'm, I'm, you never know, but, um, ah, I don't think it's going to be that depressing. I think, uh, I, w- I want to say ASU comes back because I, I really do believe in this team. I really do believe if they erased those five minutes, they would have tied that game. But I'm going to say this is going to end up as a tie today. A tie. Well, that's still that's still pretty – I mean – That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty considering good. Considering the, the game The circumstances. Night. Yeah. I think Carson has a better game. I don't think she has the all-star performance game that we've seen her uh, have. I think she ramps up to that. Um but I, I think I think they'll come back. I think ASU will actually play decent this time, and I think they'll tie Maryville. I think these are even despite the score yesterday. I think these are two equally good teams, and I think uh, it's going to end up with a tie. And you know, I predicted before the series began that Maryville and ASU would split the series, and I'm still somewhat confident on that. And I just don't think it's going to be a blowout like yesterday. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping for the best. I want ASU to prove me wrong. Like, I, I, I'm not hating on them. Just prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. Just want to thank you all for listening to what you're talking about here uh, live, Blaze Radio. And as mentioned uh, multiple times, we are now available on all podcast platforms. Yay! Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon, whatever you listen to your podcast on, go listen to us, what you're talking about. Um, some shout outs today. Trey Matthews will be on the mic today on the Inferno TV stream, TV stream for this game against Maryville. So please go ahead and check that out. Last night I was on the radio feed with, uh, Lachlan McTeague, uh, McTag, excuse me. And it went really well. Yeah. I, I, I like Lachlan and obviously I like you, Trey. Um, oh. so, uh, Oh. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> get this before, off air. Get this yep. off before air before before some of our jokes make it on air. But anyway, um, make sure to check in on my website, chasebeersley.com, for game recaps and for today, for last night's game and today's game. Um, and then they'll also be posted on the ASU Women's Hockey socials. But that'll pretty much do it for today's and this week's episode of What You're Talking About. We'll be back next Friday at 8.30, so make sure to tune in. We'll recap the second game against Maryville. But thank you so much for listening and taking the time out of your day once again. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care.